to episode five of Remote Learning Now, a podcast all about what's going on in schools around the world during remote learning. Today's episode is about innovation during remote learning, and we have Michael Henderson and Lewis Miller. Can you introduce yourselves, Lewis? Hi, I'm Lewis Miller, and I'm an Apple Distinguished Educator, class of 2019. Uh, I'm the head of outdoor learning and uh, part of the digital team and also look after science in the primary section. Thank you, Lewis. And Michael, welcome to the show. You want to tell everyone about yourself? Hello, my name is Michael. I'm the Digital and Innovation Lead at the Sheikhzad Private Academy for Boys, uh, which is an Apple Distinguished School in Abu Dhabi. I'm also a trainer for Alain Educational, um, an APLS and ADE. Fantastic. Thank you for joining us. So last night we hosted the first ever UAA UAE ADE chat. How did you? Uh, how did you guys think it went? I was astounded by the response. To be honest, I thought uh, the number of people that were involved within the chat was amazing, and it's just a testament to how online learning is growing as a as a ideology within schools. Absolutely, I think um, I I was the same. I posted the first kind of question and. You're almost a little bit nervous to make sure that everyone is going to be taking part in that. And then um, the the response was incredible. Um, what were your thoughts, Mike? Uh, again, I thought it was excellent. I thought, you know, there were so many people joining in at the time, but also the people that joined in after the session had even finished. There were still people responding to our questions. Um, it was really nice to see so many people from the UAE and other places in the world joining in with our chat. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? And and lots of uh, lots of Apple teachers and and um, educators who obviously use Apple, but it was quite nice to see some other um, educators getting involved in that as well, which was really great. Um, hopefully, broadening that community even further. So our our first question um, was, what does creativity look like to you? Um, what kind of answers really stood out to you? What what sorts of things were you seeing there that were quite common, I guess, throughout? the chat everyone had different definitions of what creativity was um and yet there was still the, that underlying theme of you know empowering students and michael uh, pazinas also mentioned that it was an evolving process it wasn't something that we just have or don't have um and it's not just for artists that can be creative it's you know everybody can be creative in their own individual way uh, which i thought was really nice yeah I, I agree i think um there was a comment a couple of times as well which came up that said um, it was creativity was about giving students time and actually in some senses remote learning is giving students that time to be able to really reflect on how they want to answer a specific question or a topic or or how they want to really engage with that learning and iPad just really helps to facilitate that doesn't it what about you Lewis yeah along the same lines really uh, for me one of the parts that stood out was the students feeling safe enough to step outside the box I really like that concept of safe and being allowing being us to allow students to feel safe enough to be able to have a go at certain things, for creativity to really flourish, we've got to not be afraid to step outside of our box and errors will happen, but we learn from those errors and that's where creativity really takes its hold. Yeah, absolutely. So Lewis, in terms of creativity with things that maybe your teachers are doing at your school, um, how does the iPad help facilitate that? I feel that with the iPad, it's really handy to be able to have that handover. So we can allow GarageBand to work with iMovie or Keynote, being able to export as a different movie. And it allows a lot more creativity with 
multiple apps being able to cross against. With these tools, we can pretty much do anything. And the best thing is it inspires all of the students to be able to, one, one will see one aspect and they'll modify it and change it. And then it'll become a completely different product from the same kind of idea, um, idea at the beginning. I think that's a really nice idea from, uh, from the iPad to allow that to happen. Definitely. What about you, Mike? What are kinds of things are your teachers doing or what are you kind of getting them to talk about doing in their teaching and learning during, uh, during remote learning? Um, I think one of the really key parts that I read from the chat yesterday was that, you know, it's not just about taking a test or looking at assessments, it's about creating new ways for that to happen. So we're currently looking at, okay, how can the iPad with all its uh, different mediums of text, pictures, video, sound and drawing and so on, how that can be used to create a project-based learning uh, assessment as opposed to just a, qu a quiz or um, you know, an essay that they're used to doing at the end of each unit. Yeah, that's brilliant. I think one of the um, one of the most simple ways that um, that we've been able to help support our teachers be quite creative as well is is actually just using it as as their whiteboard. So they're kind of really getting into this idea of using markup and and being able to to help share that on their online live lessons. Um, so that they're kind of then being able to share different ways to use the different applications, even like notes. There's a lot of kind of maths lessons and and science lessons being done on it. Um, during remote learning at the minute, which I think is really incredible. There's just these really simple ways, as you say, to kind of adapt and develop things. Um, that's been, it's been really nice to see. So question three um, was about continuing remote learning after, um, after it's all over, when we're back in school. Um, Mike, how are you kind of, I guess, collating some of that information from staff about what things have gone well or or what ideas have you you've been able to kind of have from what you've done so far and kind of go actually that would work really well in inside the classroom so all our staff currently upload all of their work uh, on their usual platforms that they're using um, and it's up to the digital team and slt and so on to go through those and to check what they're doing and and they share those ideas we have um you know weekly i'll send out messages about successes that people have had within their, within their classes um, and make sure that they're shared. In a similar way to what we're doing with the UAE ADE chat, but just within, internally within our school. Yeah, that's really nice to kind of make sure people are really aware that they've done something well, like really well as well. It's quite nice to be able to share that, isn't it? Yeah. What about you, Lewis? Yeah, we're doing something similar. Um, it's called the Celebration Station, and we send it out in a weekly newsletter where we find um, really creative pieces that uh, teachers have facilitated and students have completed and being able to share those. What's really nice is we actually share a bloopers wheel as well. So all of the... Sometimes it can be very daunting making videos in front of cameras and different bits and pieces. So to be able to get around that, we share different bloopers that all the teachers have done and we put them into a blooper reel. So we share them amongst the staff. That's really nice. And I bet that's really great, actually, for people's kind of um, morale at the minute when, you know, you're kind of just in a totally different zone to what you're used to, especially as a teacher. We're used to being very social and being around people and, and even just our classes just kind of almost entertaining them and, and helping them see the you know the benefits of education and getting them engaged in things actually it's probably quite nice to have that bit of, of of kind of comedy added to the end of the week that sounds like a really nice thing to be able to be doing 
Yeah, it's definitely a great um, a great feeling for the self and well-being and uh, the comedy aspect of it. But it's also nice to be able to see that everybody makes mistakes. So it allows um, teachers sometimes less confident in using digital technology to enhance learning. It allows them to understand that, oh, okay, it doesn't have to be perfect first time. Yeah. You know, everybody makes mistakes. So it is kind of a two, two-pronged thing. And I really like that. Yeah. Um, in order to, uh, to answer your original question, I genuinely think that we can't go back now. I think students, after this remote learning period, students will have had creative lessons and the tools and the skills to be able to apply project-based learning. Like Michael said earlier, that they're designing project-based learning aspects. We're doing uh, very much, very much the same. And I think once this is all over, students will demand that within their lessons. I don't think you will be able to go back to traditional teaching because of the engagement of creative project-based learning. Students will, will want this. Yeah, no, that's really true. I think um, people will, will have to continue that embrace of technology and, and actually it will be quite nice to see perhaps how many people who were uh, perhaps putting it off, um, you know, the late adopters who actually who really carry on embracing it and, and how many of them go, okay, that, that was fine, we did it, but it's not for me anymore and, and perhaps maybe even just hang up their teaching hat. So it'll be quite an interesting period of time, I think, in education, the next kind of 12 to 18 months about, about how people are going to benefit and, and take on and embrace the challenges that have been set for them now, like you say, with, with project-based learning and, and just thinking outside the box and being more creative in their classrooms. Yeah, um, just jumping in on that, I think um, actually students might force the teachers to be doing that if for those ones that perhaps think, oh, okay, I'm back in the classroom now, I can go back to how I was before. Students won't, I don't think, allow that to happen because they've suddenly gone, oh, hang on, hang on, I can choose this and I can do this activity and I'm choosing what to do uh, to demonstrate my understanding and I've, I've found a new way of doing a video or a new way of, of making a keynote and the teacher's going to have to accept that as well and hopefully that will be a complete culture change within their classrooms yeah and that'll be really nice because i think that will allow children and, and students to be able to really succeed embracing in, in what and like you say what what allows them to understand a concept because at the end of the day that that's what we're there to do isn't it is it's to get them to understand knowledge it's not necessarily getting them to understand it the way that we understand it because we all sort of see things differently um and yeah i think this will be a real turning point for that um yeah it's definitely about application of knowledge um not necessarily fact remembering as in the traditional manner but now you've got the facts what can you do with those facts and how can you manipulate them to for a, a benefit um the outcome for for all of us for everything we do in life is about a benefit and it's now being able to facilitate that benefit and how we can use the tools at hand to be able to facilitate it. It's not necessarily just now about being able to remember certain facts about knowledge. No, definitely. I think this links really well into um, what, what we did as, a, as an ADE group in the UAE for our first chat um, was the ADE app challenge, the kind of Apple challenge that we posted to the, the people getting involved yesterday. Um, which, Lewis, this was your idea because you were talking about how this is something that you kind of set as an APLS to and as a teacher when you're training um, as an idea. So do you want to talk people through the concept of the app challenge? Uh, yeah, so the basic concept is there are rules. So I give a set of learning objectives 
And these learning objectives are not necessarily from their curriculum. They're not necessarily from their subject or their year level. They range right the way across a variety of curriculums and a variety of subjects and a variety of year levels. So the first reason of the first point of doing that is not understanding that it's about the pedagogy of it. It's not necessarily understanding about that subject itself. So it's understanding about the, the idea of teaching. Yeah. And the second part of it is about, then I just give <clears throat> a list of 10 core apps that we use. And the idea is that you have five minutes to develop most creative lessons possible. So you choose one of the um, curriculum objectives and one app, and then you have to develop a lesson. So we could get speaking and listening from the American curriculum, and it could be calendars app. And then you have to come up with a creative way to be able to teach across that. Yeah, it's so clever. And I think it really breaks boundaries from people feeling boxed into what they teach or their subject specialism. And actually, in fact, even what they know about about those apps, because, you know, I, I think if you say pages to somebody, they automatically think that you're going to write a letter or you're going to uh, write a document. And actually, that to me as, as an as a like an ADE and APLS is, is something totally different that pages document can become a book it can become interactive it can have voice recordings and all of those things and I think that's that's why this is so clever the way that you kind of mapped it out um to kind of really break those barriers down I'm sitting here nodding to myself because I couldn't agree more I think it really does break down those barriers um about understanding myths that certain apps are for certain lessons whereas all apps are for all lessons it's just about the way in which you deliver it and facilitate that yeah i think that's the great thing about about the way that apple are using those apps is that they are trying to say numbers is not for spreadsheets it could be for you know it could be for i don't know mind mapping something it could be for creating responses it could be a story board it could be anything it doesn't you know it could be a science book it, it doesn't have to be for you to make graphs um and i think that's, that's no so i've seen I've, that. yeah i've seen it used in um teaching french actually where there's a set of questions within the cells and voice recordings within those cells and then you have to kind of mix and match it's almost like um do you remember the game that you used to play as a kid where you turn over two cards and you have to match them yeah so it's a very similar concept with that, where you have to find the correct answer to whatever was asked to you in French. It's really, it's a really good, interesting way of using numbers. That's really cool. So, Mike, how, what did you kind of, um, what, we, what were your thoughts on the kind of responses to the app challenge yesterday? So I thought some of them were really cool. I thought they were fantastic. I thought that some people really did push the boundaries of what they're necessarily, let me start that again. <laughs> <laughs> I thought they were fantastic. Um, I thought that people really pushed what they were doing within the app they chose. Um, it's quite, like you said, it's quite often people choose pages for, for writing or they'll choose numbers for calculating formulas or whatever, but actually you really can push that boundary. Um, I really liked the idea from uh, Lauren, Kelsey and Sabe when they were talking about creating an own, their own adventure using Keynote. Um, I've seen it being used in English for creating alternative endings, uh, which I first saw from a guy called Jamie Clark, um, and he has he had the results that he shared with us, and I used it in English, and then I went back to him and said, look, we've, we've used this in history as well about, you know, what would happen if something in history 
a, a different decision had been made, how would that affect uh, the world today? But I've never seen it used in uh, subjects like maths, which is what Sabe was going to use it for. He came up with a great idea of they can choose their own equations and then demonstrate their understanding based on what they chose. So I'm definitely going to try yeah. that with uh, my grade fives and grade fours and so on. Yeah, I think it really just show that you can kind of, it, it could be any concept. I mean, because initially, like, I've, I've used it as well in the same sort of way, creating a spy novel that um, they had to have multiple uh, journeys from. And um, and the idea was that they were adding links and it, it was almost like making an app. Um, but actually, like you say, you can do, you can have maths in there. You could have, you know, you could do a geography project through the same sorts of things. And I think that's just so clever that, that it can just be flipped on its side and, and we can do something totally different. Um, Lewis, was there any, were there any of them that really stood out to you that you might kind of take away and think, actually, that's something I'll, I'll like to do as well? Yeah, there was one um, from a year one teacher, which was kind of a sequence of lessons that are going on. And with using loose parts, the, um, they used the camera to take photos um, of, a, of mm. the sequence of a story. So it was really nice that they're involving loose parts, outdoor play. Um, play-based learning to be able to sequence a story and take photos of it and then the next lesson they took all those photos and from one group I'll give it to another group and I'll give the other groups back to one group and they have to then resequence those photos so you're using you you're using your own class's photos to sequence story I thought that's very clever I thought that was really yeah, good that is really nice and then it's so personalized to them as well because they've taken those photographs and they're they're really part of that as well which kind of just gives them that extra connection to it yeah, That's definitely. Really and it's really, really, um, really well based in uh, play based learning again, which is um, one of the one of the best ways that the younger years will be able to actually gain and understand um, knowledge and learning. Yeah, and I think um, even during remote learning, something like that, you could actually, depending on what your your sharing platform is, like Seesaw or Shobi or Google or whatever you're using, um, children of that age could actually you know go around and, and make a story with photographs and then that could be shared and you could still do that remotely you could kind of pass that on and say okay these are your these are five photographs that that Lewis has made Michael can you see if you can make a different version out of that and you can still have that ability to share and change and 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 create those those different things it's amazing. Like in my head now, I've got okay, so I could create a garage band track to go through it with voices, and suddenly I'm I'm developing a whole scheme of work here just in the middle of a podcast. It's it's incredible the things that came out of yesterday's chat. I think um, I really hope that people kind of go back to it and are quite reflective of of all those ideas because, like you say, I mean, across there you could have had projects that that project-based learning activities that could span a whole school and I just think that's fantastic from you know 20-25 different educators collaborating without even realizing it really um sharing those ideas and, and just really getting involved which is brilliant um so I guess moving on to my final question to both of you um what are you looking forward to kind of developing further um, and this could be taken either way. It could be with your staff um, in terms of at school dig leading digital, or it could be personally that something that you kind of want to go, okay, I don't know that app as well or that subject area. And actually that I'd quite like to take an idea and, and try and develop my skills there. 
what are you kind of looking forward to developing whilst we're still on, you know, 10 to 12 weeks of remote learning? Uh, I think I'm going to take the Apple App Challenge into my team and hopefully we can actually get cross collaboration between a couple of schools and be able to turn it into kind of like a, a game show idea, maybe. Um, where we can get different schools to be able to take the Apple Act Challenge and then the best, uh, you have five minutes and the winner wins, almost like a quiz, a social event kind of thing. I love that. Great idea. So, yeah, that's something that I think we'll, we'll take away, definitely. And all of the ideas, really, I'd like to expose um, a lot of our staff to, towards this chat so, because a lot of them I know will leap onto, onto this, these ideas and uh, they'll run with them. So I'm really looking forward to exposing them all to this kind of chat and these kind of chats that go on and um, within Twitter and other platforms and seeing where we can go with it. Fantastic. Yeah, very similar. Um, I know some of our teachers are on Twitter, but not a lot of them. So I'd like to be able to, you know, show them those ideas, even if they're not on Twitter and encourage them to join the Twitter chats every week. But I would also like to, uh, yesterday's Apple app challenge was fantastic. There's so many people that ended up using more than one app. So I was thinking of maybe even adapting the app challenge into an app smash challenge and having two really complete opposite apps that perhaps people wouldn't choose together. For example, it might be notes and garage band. And then so, and give them then a, a, a unit, uh, sorry, a curriculum link from their, uh, their year group. And then they have to come up with a, an activity linking all those three things together and really push them out of that boundary and show them that actually there is more to the just the norm that they're used to yeah i think i can i can see this um the app challenge becoming part of maybe the apple boot camp in a little bit like uh the way that the keynotes uh bingo um became a thing to kind of really allow people especially those who are quite new to apple to to kind of see that the 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 possibilities the realm of possibilities in that one device are so vast if you just allow yourself to think outside the box um, yeah but i think, definitely. I think the development possibilities are brilliant and if anyone listening has any way of developing an app that's a random app generator please get in touch with philippa because at the moment i'm having to pick it out of the hat <laughs> there you go. It's a, a plea for everybody out there. <laughs> so, uh, next week's Trish chat is going to be all about well-being, and that's being hosted by Lewis, isn't it? So, um, we're really looking forward to hopefully being able to bring on board, as we've all said, lots of our, our staff as well, getting them onto Twitter. I think it's an incredible platform for people to be able to really share, especially in times like this. Um, so, we'll all be really looking forward to hearing more from you. Um, and thank you so much for being thank on the show. Much. Yeah, thank you very much for having us. No problem. Your Twitter handles will be in the show notes so people will be able to follow you um, and check out all of your fantastic resources and Mike, your uh, your YouTube channel as well, which is all about That's Apple correct. Teacher, there's isn't it? Parts on, there's a whole section on Apple Teacher and then there's some quick tips which are all under 30 seconds uh, and some other, anything that people want, they can get in, in touch with me and then I can make a video for them. Fantastic. Thank you so much, guys. And we'll Thank see you, you soon. Bye. Bye.